everyone. Welcome back to the Half Moon Podcast. I'm Anna. And I'm Nashish. Today we are joined with our district cultural facilitator with the Indigenous Department, Lee. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. Um, so good day. My name is Lee and I'm glad to be here today to take part in the um, podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Can you please tell us a bit about the First Peoples in Residence program and how did you get involved? Okay, so I've been with the Surrey District now for just over three years and my job is to share about the local First Nations, Indigenous. And the whole point is for me growing up in school when I'd open up the social studies book with with a little bit of um, pages, one chapter about the First Nations, back then it would be called Indians, and it was not even about our people people from Saskatchewan, Alberta. And when I traveled Europe uh, for a few weeks, we always got asked, how big is your teepee? How many horses do you have? How many buffaloes do you catch? And, or how big is your igloo? So they were not even aware about our First Nations here in BC, the indigenous here. And that was eye-opening. The world didn't know about our people, even people here in this area, the non-Indigenous don't know the local history of the First Nations here. So that's what my job is here with the Surrey District. And in general, like, what would you say your hope for the program is in the future? Or like, just like, what are some goals of the program that you could help achieve? The goals that we would like to see, I would like to see is to show awareness, to show and teach a little bit about our our people, the local people from this area. So I am not from Samyamu or Keitsi or Kwantlen, but I do have ties within this area. Um, We all share the same language, longhouse teachings. I am from Chehalis, like I said in my intro. Chehalis is maybe about an hour from here. And so our hope is to just bring awareness of the local teachings. And you've been doing these presentations for around three-ish years, you said, or how longer? With Surrey, yes. With Surrey. What is one of the most like meaningful experiences or many that you've that you've had while doing these presentations? The most meaningful presentations are the ones that are really engaged and really interested, and the wow factor. Even from the teachers, they didn't know about our people from here. They didn't know the actual history. They didn't know about the residential schools, some of them, they didn't know how much of an impact it had on our people and how it still has an impact on our people. So like in all your time doing these presentations, has one moment or has there been a moment that's like stood out to you that's going to stay with you for a long time? When I'm sharing language, I really love sharing our language and the children that really like to copy when I'm doing colors and numbers and the interest in the um, indigenous and non-indigenous. When I ask the students, okay, raise your hand if you know your language from home. Can you speak it? Can you say good morning? And some of them, even like our people, some of them are ashamed to know their language or know who they are. So I'd like to share, like, be proud of who you are and share it when you can. It's really important for everyone to know who we are. Yeah, for sure. And what are some of the challenges you've had to overcome during these presentations or just in general in your life? The challenges are 
for myself to really get the important information because my elders, my parents, my mom in particular, it was really hard to get teachings because they were so broken. They were so hurt from the residential schooling. So for us to learn from them, because we don't have a book to open. We didn't write down our history. We didn't like write down our language. We are doing it now, but it's still new. So it's hard to read. It's hard to uh, pick up some of the teachings from a book. Yeah. Those are the challenges, and it's still a challenge today. Um, with the changes that have been implemented like throughout um, the district to honor truth and reconciliation, do you feel like there's been progress that's been made? There is progress. There is... Um, Last year we raised maybe nine to ten welcome figures, welcome posts for the schools. And we're getting more schools wanting us to come in and do these uh, first peoples and residents. Our department's constantly getting phone calls to um, explain a bit more about our history and how we can do first weeks and residents and when we can do it. And we have a few schools that came to our longhouse last year we're hoping to do more like that, and it is a slow, slow progress, but it is, it is happening. So, adding on to that question, in general, where do you think Canada is in the reconciliation process? Like, what are some good things, or what do we need to work on, or what do we need to strive for in the reconciliation process? We're still at the beginning. Just started, yeah. right? There's a long way to go. We're just now doing land acknowledgement. Not everyone knows still on what territory we are on from the First Peoples, right? Um, we are still just finding, sadly, still finding the remainings of the children in the residential school areas. So we're just starting and there's a lot more work to do. Jumping from like the big picture of Canada to just our like little school, but mm -hmm. what has your experience at Semiamu Secondary been like so far? It's one of my favorite schools so far. I can say that. Um, the engagement, the um, interest, and doing this itself, doing the interview um, about our people, about our history and our language. I really like the school. I'm, I'm glad I came here this week. That's awesome to hear. And yeah. what would you like the Semiamu school community to take away from your visit? To keep going, keep asking these questions to our First Nations people, Indigenous, and to learn where we are. I'm from here and I barely know who I am yet because of the impact of the residential school. I'm still trying to gain pride in being local Indigenous and the more we share, the more we know, the more we're going to understand each other. And it's important for non-Indigenous, for the people to know the language from home and share it. So I think our last question, kind of a big one, mm -hmm. residential schools. So I believe you mentioned your parents were survivors of residential schools. How has that impacted you or like your family? Mm -hmm. And how has that changed your life? That's a... Um, <clears throat> That one's always tough to answer, but it had a huge negative impact. My mom did time in Kamloops Residential School. My dad did um, residential school in Housett on Vancouver Island. And it had nothing but trauma 
uh, depression, anxiety, addictions, alcoholism, poverty, detachment, and when it changed, we did a total 180. My mom brought us back home to our nation, and that's when my mother and I and my sister, we all learned together. She had to relearn it, our language and our culture and our spirituality. And it didn't stop from there, we're still going. Sadly, my mom's not here. And sadly, a whole bunch of my aunts and uncles aren't here because of addictions and alcoholism, uh, depression. And it's still happening. I'm still losing family members, not only my family, but family all throughout the, the nation. First Nations people are, sadly, alcoholism, depression. But um, talking about it and sharing it and bringing awareness to non-Indigenous is really helping. Slowly, it's helping. Well, thank you so much for coming here today yes, and educating us and mm -hmm. giving your precious time to <laughs> talk to us. We really, really appreciate it. And I'm sure our listeners appreciate it too. Great. Thank you for thank having me. Thank you so much. much. Thank you. Thanks, go.